Welcome to the Jaguar King Podcast. I'm your host, Armin. And for all of you who thought that Jackson was going to go 2-14, and 14, we're halfway there, motherfucker. Alright, so before I get into the recap of the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Indianapolis Colts victory, I, I, of course everybody had Jacksonville counted out. Um, I predicted a victory, but I wasn't for the reasons that I thought it was. I just wanted to punch Phil Rivers in the face. Jacksonville did that. They fucking key grip punched him like fucking uh, uh, Tropic Thunder. So before I, I want to get into that, um, I just want to talk about how everyone's talking about how Jacksonville and Indianapolis Colts are going in polarizing directions. One of them is tanking. The other one is a quarterback away from a Super Bowl run. They got a Pro Bowl slash Hall of Fame uh, quarterback. They're they're in it. They're they're a contender. No you know no questions. They're gonna win the AFC South. But last year, week 17, Jacksonville Jaguars kicked the shit out of the Colts. And it wasn't like, oh, they barely beat them. They kicked the shit out of them. So I don't understand why everyone thought this was just a for sure win. I get why they're getting rid of their uh, running back. They're trading their safety or they're trading this guy. They're trading people's mothers. Um, so, like, letting go of those, I, I understand. But to me, the biggest, I think, issue going into the season was depth. For instance, Josh Jones, he played really well in replacement of Ronnie Harrison, who they let go. But to me, when he got injured and Andrew Wingard went in, I was like, oh, shit, what the fuck's going to happen? Uh, same thing with C.J. Henderson was a little broke, like a little hurt. I think he had to step out. Chris Claybrooks came in, who's a seventh-round rookie. Now I'm like, oh, fuck, you know? Um, I think that, to me, is the bigger, bigger issue rather than the players that they have there. They're young. They're inexperienced. Um, but it wasn't like who they were letting go of or some world beaters. Anyway, so let's get into the game. Uh, so the first drive, the Indianapolis Colts literally just walked down the field. Phillip Rivers had could do whatever. Miles Jack was missing tackles. Like, it was just a shit show. I literally texted my brother when it happened. I was like, this is going to be a long day. <laughs> like, I honestly thought, I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be a long day. And then, obviously, they scored. Uh, I think Hines had that, like, eight-yard touchdown, whatever he had, just walked in there, just ran through everyone. And I was like, fuck. On the ensuing kickoff, I was like, all right, Chris, you know, Clay Brooks is back there, the new rookie that got in return. I'm pumped. I'm like, what the, what the hell is he going to do back there? I'm calling to the dome. You know what I mean? Dude falls over like the 10-yard line. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you got to be kidding me. So then on that drive, um, the Jackson actually put together a pretty good drive despite the bad field position. James Robinson uh, looked explosive. He was making people miss. Uh, holes were there. The old line was playing really good, but it got negated because of a face mask penalty by Brandon Linder, which I thought was kind of questionable. But he did, I guess, tug his face mask. He was like, there was no need for it if he did it, like, because he thought like he was going to tackle James Robinson because Robinson was way past him at that point. And then on the second Colts drive, so the Jacksonville Jaguars had a punt. On the second Colts drive, this is where the game actually got interesting. Believe like, even though it's really early in the game. They walked up and up and down the field again. Rivers, uh, no issues. He was hitting whoever he wanted to hit. But they they went for it on fourth and one, uh, inside their own five. Uh, they ran like a zone read kind of play. It got stuffed by RB Jones, who made a huge play. And I think that was um, I don't want to foreshadow, but that was a huge play in the game. If they're up fourteen to zero, then that changes the whole game. Now all of a sudden, from a play calling standpoint. Do we establish the run how we were doing it? Do we try, you know, things start to panic that I can only imagine going into the season. You know, of course, you're optimistic about your own team. All of a sudden, you're down 14-0 because these you know, guys just walked up and down the field. There's no way you're sitting there like, damn, maybe these fucking ESPN bozos are right. But that was a huge play. And they actually didn't capitalize on that drive. 
But just the mere fact that they stopped him from going 14-0 was a huge win for the Jaguars in that point. And then on the next drive, Phillip Rivers has the most classic Phillip Rivers interception. He throws it in double coverage. He was a little bit pressured. And then C.J. Henderson, the first-round pick, gets the pick. At this point, all 25% capacity in there is busting their heads open. Not only because he made the pick, but who made the pick. You know, it was the guy you drafted him to replace Ramsey. And honestly, that was that was sweet. That was a good moment. And then they do actually capitalize on that. They uh, get that. They put up a good drive, get some, get some good runs from uh, James Robinson. And then obviously that touchdown to TJ Sharks. So now it's 7-7. Again, Phil Rivers has the ball now. And then like expected, he just walked up down the field again. And for the love of God, Todd Wash, watch the only thing you have to do for the next game going forward, stop a goddamn screen. A screen pass all the way down to the goal line. They have the um, that like sack or whatever the hell they try to run with Jacoby Brissett. They had a lot of read option. Like I don't know what the fuck that was, but I worked for Jacksonville because Miles Jack got him stuffed him lost five yards or whatever the hell it was. And then they throw a screen pass and literally walks into the end zone. So it's like all that momentum just like went right to the Colts again because it's like we can do whatever the hell we want on offense. At this point, I'm like, Minshew's got to put up 50 fucking points if they have any chance of winning this game because literally people are like, he's just finding the one-on-one matchups. They can't get off the field, and, you know, they just walked right up and scored. And Minshew, inching towards that 50-point game he was uh, looking forward to, he puts up a good drive. He ties it up 14-14. to um, He gets Huncho Visca his first NFL touchdown. He does that bowling celebration. Everyone's hyped. But when they scored, there was like a minute 30 some left and the way the defense is playing and Phillip Rivers that was way too much time and he was able to drive down the field and they're able to put in a field goal they were lucky that I think Hines caught that like ball in the flat route and for whatever reason he made the most bonehead mistake and like tried to juke Trey Herndon with like eight seconds left and he just got tackled so it was a good tackle by Trey Herndon to not to push him out and actually keep him in bounds so there's a lot of awareness on that from him and then uh, he kicked the field goal so they're up 17-14 going into halftime and I think everyone at this point in the NFL was like what the fuck no way everyone thought it was gonna be a blowout uh, coming out of halftime, I think Jacksonville just went backwards completely on their first drive, had to punt it off, and then uh, Colts drove down the field. Goggles over there is uh, steaming up from the humidity, fucking shanked it, hits the upright, and then gives Jacksonville some life. So after them is field goal, Jacksonville drives down, puts up a good drive. Minshew had some key throws to there. I think Colin Johnson caught a good one over the middle on third down, put together a really good drive, and then they tie the game 17-17. Still got a ball game, boys. Um, so 17-17, Colts get the ball back. Again, they're driving, but honestly, I think the defense tightened up a little bit, but the ref said, fuck it. So I haven't thrown a flag a couple times this game. It's getting a little fun out here. Let's throw it out. So there was a ton of miscues on the – honestly, they were good calls. I'm not even going to act like they weren't. Uh, we had the, the pass interference on Trey Herndon, and then which was kind of uncatchable, but, I mean, I guess they called that one on Shark earlier, so I totally get it. Then the pass interference on Miles Jack. Other first-round pick gets his first NFL interception. He's rumbling down the field, stiff-arming his own dudes, fucking trucking people over, and then all of a sudden there's a late flag, and I was like, of course you know it's on Jack. So there's no fucking way it's not on anyone else. And DJ Hayden had a defensive holding way, didn't even need to. But, I mean, uh, he had a rough day, I think, yesterday. Uh, He had two holding penalties, I think. And it was ticky-tacky, but, you know, it was definitely a holding. And Colts wind up getting a field goal, so it's 20-17 to at this point. 
And then the next drive, huge drive. So he throws out that flare out to Jing Robinson. Oshag, Hennessy's got like kind of like a lead block pushing that linebacker out of the way. So it's like two on one against Robinson. And he fucking leaps over him like a, a pole vaulter, lands on his feet and gets, I don't know, I was like 40 some yards or whatever. So I was fucking pumped after that play. That was super sick. So they got him out of that, you know, out of there into their territory, into the Colts territory. And then a few plays later, um, Minshew hits. Uh, Cole on that go-ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter. They're up 24 to 20. I'm fucking freaking out right now. I'm like, there's no fucking way in the fourth quarter Jacksonville Jaguars is up 24 to 20 against the uh, AFC contender. Um, I don't know why I did air quotes, but fuck it. Let me do what I want to do. Huh? And then, again, still, there's a lot of time left for Phillip Rivers. Uh, he's been walking up and down on that field. He's he's been throwing a bunch and honestly he's been he's been connecting a lot of his passes except this one not on Wingard's watch okay you guys don't even know what the hell Wingard is but dude he's got a flow blonde hair flapping in the breeze cuts off like a post route intercepts it now all of a sudden it's looking like the Jag Jacksonville Jaguars got this game on lock uh, they have awesome field position all they need is a field goal to get it. Um, you know, to a, a touchdown game, one score game. I would love for them to score there and completely put it out. But uh, I like that Minshew on that third down. He had nowhere to throw. Instead of throwing it out and stopping the clock, he just covered the ball and took that sack that allowed the clock to run down and get that, you know, field goal for Josh Lambeau. There's about two minutes of some left, and then C.J. Henderson called game. I think even earlier in that drive, I think they actually had a um, kind of the same hitch route to T.J. T.Y. Hilton, and he caught that with a ton of separation. Um, and for C.J. Henderson to, to, you know, shows his mental toughness to not get in his own head on that play. The game's on the line. I mean, he broke that play up. It was textbook. He was right there where he needed to be. Popped it out on that fourth down. That was fucking sick. Jackson wins. What to know. Who would have thought? Um, so that was the game. Jackson won 27-20. I'm pretty sure everybody who bet on the Colts lost their house. Because I'm pretty sure everyone put their mortgage on the Colts to win. And that takes us to my five observations for the week one victory against the Colts. Okay, so my first observation is the Jacksonville Jaguars defense needs help. Specifically D-line help. They had they could not generate any pressure at all on Phillip Rivers. Granted, Phillip Rivers gets the ball out really fast. I think he I think he's probably one of the I mean he has the almost awkward recent release in the NFL, but it is one of the fastest. And I think he gets the ball out really fast, especially against what Jacksonville does. They kind of always show their coverages. So for somebody who's been in the league for that long, I mean, from the pre-snap breeds, he probably knows what Jackson was going to run. So for him to get the ball off that fast, like the that's how he negates, negates pressure because he's not that athletic. So even with that, though, they could not get anything. And honestly, the Colts ran away from their own running game. And that could have been a huge downfall for Jacksonville because they don't have D-line help. And I think, I think he threw 46 times or something like that. In a game where they kind of controlled the entire offense, um, they really were not struggling on offense that much. They didn't punt at all. So I think they really need to get some D-line help. Um, they have Westbrook, who was a healthy scratch. He didn't play. Maybe they package some of those picks they got and get some D-line help because moving forward, I mean, they're not going to always face, face Phillip Rivers who throws into, like, triple coverage all the time. And for the love of God, Todd Wash. Stop a damn screen, dude. This is even the 2017 defense couldn't stop a fucking screen. Stop a goddamn screen. My second observation: James Robinson balled out. The first half mainly. Uh, the second half, he didn't have that many carries. The way the game flow was going, and then also 
I think the Colts started to key in and started to stack the box a little more, so he didn't have that much room. Uh, but that first half, Leonard who? He was super explosive, and a lot of runs are, I feel like, um, maybe I'm just like a little biased here because I'm pumped that he freaking had a good game. But there's a lot of runs where I feel like he should have been stopped, but his explosiveness and his ability to explode through the hole was huge. And honestly, the offensive line did play well and opened up some gaping holes for him to allow him to go through. But he played a lot better than I think anybody expected. I, I watched some college highlights of him going because like, oh, he's a starting running back. Let me just like <laughs> see what the hell he's doing. So he's making a lot of people miss breaking tackles. And I'm honestly excited to see him being the starting running back going forward. My third observation is Gardner Minshew fucking crushed. He had one incompletion, and that was to LaVisca Chanel. He kind of threw that little uh, post route. It was in between some people, and it hit LaVisca on his hands, but I could see why he dropped it. It was a pretty tough catch. Uh, that was the only incompletion he had. Other than that, he played an extremely smart game and three touchdowns, two and two uh, in the red zone. So getting those touchdowns instead of field goals, like that's, that's like a key uh, for any quarterback. And never at any point in the game, I felt like we were out of it because of him. I feel like as a Jags fan, I haven't in a long time. I haven't like, even that 2017 defense, that was great. We were literally expecting them to like score every touchdown because you know Blake Bortles wasn't going to do that. My fourth observation is CJ Henderson is nice. I feel like CJ Henderson's debut was fucking Baywatch. He had three pass breakups, uh, one interception and uh, and then he had about five tackles. And they weren't tackles like, oh, let me just jump on the pile and pad my stats. Like, he was stopping the running back in open field, which is huge for any corner because that's like every corner's downfall. They, like, they're always like, oh, I don't want to get my uh, pads dirty. I don't want to buck up with the boys. But, okay, and then my fifth observation to continue on that defense, they could not get off the field. And, you know, they couldn't uh, really force any stops besides the turnovers they created. But those turnovers they created is what allowed their offense to win the game. So even though they played bad kind of on paper statistically, they took advantage of their opportunities. They made the plays when they needed to make the plays, and they got them to win. Going forward, they're going to need to be way more consistent with their pass rush. Like I said, maybe they'll get some help if they want to contend at all. And then we're going to go into player of the game and the play of the game. So for me, the player of the game was Gardner Minshew. I think any quarterback who gets three touchdowns, leads the team to victory, only has one incompletion. He didn't have that many yards, but he spread the ball around, never looked like he was out of the game, and he had that fourth quarter go-ahead touchdown. And honestly, I give him the player of the game. He, he crushed it. And then the play of the game, so this one I was going uh, back and forth, the James Robinson hurdle or the fourth and one stop by uh, RB Jones. I'm going to go with RB Jones for this one just because at that time in the game, even though it was really early, uh, if Jackson goes down 14 to zero, then I feel like it's going to start feeling really bleak. I feel like the, maybe the, uh, like I said earlier, the game plan starts to change a little bit. Uh, maybe players start to panic more. So I think that fourth down to one stop was huge. I think it was absolutely huge. I think to me, it really changed the game because even though they didn't capitalize on it, I think it just built some confidence in their defense to be like, okay, we can stop these guys when we need to. All right, so thank you guys for watching. That was my recap of the Jacks-Colts game, my observations, um, and kind of what I thought about the game. Super fucking pumped for this season just because I feel like Jacksonville needed a week one victory more than it needed a Super Bowl victory. Next week for my next video, I'm going to be going into a preview of the Titans. Um, this time I will get a preview. Um, I wasn't able to last time, but that's going to be a huge, huge, huge test to Jacksonville because if they're able to go 2-0 in the division, I mean, I'm going to buy Shotgun's yacht.
So thank you all for watching. Thank you for subscribing. And please let me know below what you think of the game. What was your play of the game? And let me know heading into next week. What do you think of the Titans? Uh, is there a chance we win that game? Is there a chance we go 2-0? Please subscribe. Please comment. Please like. And see you guys next week. Mm -hmm.